This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Pain, sometimes for me, is when I haven't been able to shed tears in repentance and I'm able to live in sin. Painful. And then there's a joy of tears sometimes when you're able to repent. The joy of being able to worship and once again experience the nearness of God. You're with me? Pain is so much more deeper than just ouch, I stubbed my toe. And I want to talk to those of you who are in pain and it feels like the God of blessing is nowhere to be found. There's a purpose in the pain. And it's bigger than what any intellectual person in the world can conjure up and write a book about pain. It's much more bigger than that. The God that created you knows what you're able to walk through. He knows what you're walking through. And he has a plan and a purpose even in your pain. Man, that's how big my God is. That even when I'm in pain, I'm able to look at him from the depths. In fact, grace is so beautiful, man, that it flows to the lowest of the low. And from the lowest of the low, it's like water, right? It just takes, goes to the lowest of the low. And from the lowest of the low, I'm able to look and see that God is a God of purpose. And Job, he turns to his friends and he says, man, you guys are miserable comforters. Look at verse 7. Surely now God has worn me out. Oh, Job, Job, Job. He's saying, not only is my pain coming from my friends, but even God, that dryness, God has worn me out. He has made me desolate of all my company. And he has shriveled me up, which is a witness against me. He says, look at me. And the state that I am in is a witness against me that God is against me. And my leanness has risen up against me. It testifies to my face. He has torn me in his wrath and hated me. He has gnashed his teeth at me. My adversary sharpened his eyes against me. I want to talk to somebody who's in real pain this morning. Because that was a season when I walked through and I really genuinely, I said, God, am I just like Judas now? Have I just been born to be hated by you? Have I been born just to be a betrayer? Is there any way that I can actually walk faithfully with you? Because I keep stumbling, I keep falling, and it seems like you're just against me. I desire, I long to, I want to be with you, but I am in pain. I remember sitting at my desk one day, just writing out angrily to God. It was a poem called Tic-Tac-Toe. You know the game you play? I said, just play a game with me, God, and you win every single time. Because you start. <laughs> you know, if, who starts, man, they win the game. I was so mad, I wanted to take a Sharpie and draw a big Tic-Tac-Toe on my face. You laugh at it, but I was miserable. I was like, give me death. I'll be better than that. I want to talk to those of you that are in real pain that feel like my friends are against me. Even God is against me and there's no hope for me. You come to church and the preacher sounds like he walks on water at home. And you go back home and you fail. You get angry with your wife. You're cheating on her watching porn. You get mad at your neighbor. Road rage just kills you. You look at your bank account and you're like, God hates me. You open the Bible, it's dry. What do you do? When the God who called you, when the God that we sang, you are good, good, is not good. It's all gone. There's no money to pay the rent. You're homeless. There's no money for food. You're hungry and you're too prideful to go to a food, food bank and get food. God, you shrivel me up. The state that I am is a witness that you're against me. You're gnashing your teeth at me. When we go through times like this, your theodicy, how can a good God let bad things happen will be challenged. Church, there's a time coming very soon when it's going to be challenged. Yes. This is God preparing you, maybe, 
for what is to come very soon if it's not something that you're already walking through. Bildad doesn't help much. Then Bildad chapter 18 verse 1, the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you hunt for words? Consider then and we will speak. Why are we counted as cattle? Why are we stupid in your sight? I want you to get this. This is very hard for Job to continue to stand and defend that he is upright. I don't know if you as a believer have had to stand against family, stand against other believers, stand against your colleagues, stand against authors, stand against preachers. This is what God has called me to do and I'm not going to change. I am going to stay here even if I'm in my ash heap. I know that God is for me and no man can be against me. It doesn't seem like it right now but I'm staying put right here. My theodicy, my, my assumption, my understanding of God is not going to change no matter how wealthy you are, no matter how wise you are. Bildad's going to come and say, how long? Why do you treat us like we're fools, like we're cattle? Like we're just animals. Listen to us. And Job was like, I'm not going to change my tune, man. And he, I love it that he vents to God, but he doesn't ever admit that his friends, what they're saying, the lies that they're saying is true. Look at the pain that Job uh, feels that Bildad is able to put into words. Verse 16 in chapter 18. His roots dry up. You can actually say your roots have dried up. That is, you've lost strength. You have no strength. His branches wither above. That is no hope. So roots down, dried up. Branches above, withered. No strength, no hope. His memory perishes from the earth. What does that mean? His legacy is gone. No one's going to remember you. All that you worked hard for, gone. And he has no name in the street. His reputation, gone. Dear God. He is thrust from the light, from light into darkness and driven out of the world. That is total loss of meaning in his present existence. Strength, gone hope gone legacy gone reputation gone his whole meaning of his existence gone painful yeah i told my wife as i was leaving home this morning to get over here i said that the hardest part of preaching through job is preaching to people who've never really suffered it's like talking to people about hunger when you've never really missed even one meal in your life i want to bypass the crowd and i want to talk to those of you who are in pain and if my message is for one person this morning, it's going to be worth it. And if I die after this, it's worth it. I want you to know what Job is experiencing is deep, desperate pain. It's not just physical pain from his boils, man. We make much of that because we've not really experienced emotional suffering. His suffering is more than physical. It's more than emotional with his friends. His suffering is spiritual. He says, God, I only just want to know that you and me are fine. His suffering is deep. Zophar doesn't help much. Job chapter 20 verse 4. He says, Do you not know this from of old, since man was placed on earth, that the exalting of the wicked is short, and the joy of the godless, but for a moment, pause over there, Zophar is going to get very graphic, okay? I'm warning you beforehand. He's going to get very graphic. And he's going to point out to us the pain that Job is feeling with his accusation of what Job is walking through. He says, Do you not know that the wicked, they only will be able to be happy for a short time, which is true. David experiences that too. In essence saying, Job, you're wicked, and you enjoyed fun for some time, but now it's cut short. And look at this, verse 6. Though his height mount up to the heavens, and his head reach to the clouds, you were raised up, you were elevated. Can I put it in a modern context? You stood out like bird poop on a black car. <laughs> Everywhere you went, people are like, ooh, what is that? You got attention. And I say that because of this, because look at verse 7. 
Though his height mounted to the heavens and his head reached to the clouds, though you stood out like bird poop on a black car, he will perish forever like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, where is he? You're nothing but poop. And you're going to be flushed and forgotten. Eh? Miserable comforters? I'd say amen to that. And these people came to actually comfort Job. They came to encourage him. And they call him poop. Who do you think you are? You're here today, you're going to be flushed and forgotten. Those who have seen him will say, where is he? Verse 8, he will fly away like a dream and not be found. He'll be chased away like a vision in the night. Job, you should have known that your joy would not last because you're a hypocrite. Oh my gosh, man. One of the, <laughs> one of the terrible things to say to a person who's suffering is you're unrepentant and that's why you're suffering. Especially when a person is broken in spirit, when a person is right with God. And look at this, Eliphaz's remedy. The Dr. Eliphaz comes in, PhD, from the biggest Bible institute who has million views on YouTube. Job chapter 22, verse 27. Agree with God and be at peace. <laughs> Thereby, good will come to you. Now, is that right or wrong? Agree with God and be at peace? Absolutely right. Agree with God, be at peace. That's a good thing. How, Eliphaz, should I agree with God? Is it by reading the Bible? No, Eliphaz is saying, listen to me. You remember that? Why can't you take my words seriously? Why do you treat us like cattle? Listen to me. He's saying listening to Eliphaz's words is like listening to God. Look at this. Receive instruction from his mouth. And how? Through Eliphaz's mouth. Right? And lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you'll be built up. If you remove injustice far from your tents. Many times, I'm sure you've experienced this too, people will write you off as a heretic. People will write you off as a sinner. Not because of your faithfulness to God that's being criticized, it's because you don't listen to them. You ever gone through that? They're like, I gave you counsel, I gave you advice, you didn't listen to me, so you're a sinner. You're unsaved. <laughs> I'm like, bro, watch out, because with what judgment you use, it'll be used against you too. Moreover, who are you to judge another man's servant? You do not know where my heart is. Man, I can't tell you that... It's, it's sometimes the, the Christian world is the hardest world to get along with as a Christian because the judgment like this oh why is he wearing those jeans why is his hair like that he has piercings oh status says outlaw <laughs> did you get it before you were saved or after you were saved I'm like wow I didn't know the blood of Jesus worked that way <laughs> criticizing because you don't listen to the intellectual elites verse 30 in that same chapter says he delivers even the one who is not innocent Praise the Lord for that, which is true. Otherwise, who will be able to sit over here? Who will be delivered through the cleanliness of your hands? See, that's the problem. Again, we spoke about this last week. You'll be delivered through the cleanliness of your hands. You work hard. You repent. You change your heart. You seek God. It's all you, 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 you. These guys talk a lot about God. Don't really talk to God. The biggest irritation of a righteous man suffering is the chatter of worthless physicians. Quick question, do you have worthless physicians in your life that you're still subscribing to? If you do, you need to cut them loose. Let them go. Oftentimes, those are the people that will pull you down. I've noticed this in my own life. The people that wanted to give me good counsel actually brought shame in my life because they made me feel worthless. They made me feel like I wasn't ready because they wanted me to get ready according to their standards. They said, go to this, go to that, go to this college, go sit over here, sudden, submit, 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 because people who are not free don't understand what freedom looks like. And they think when you're walking in freedom that you're being prideful. Okay? You judge your heart, 
go before God, do what God's calling you to do, stay put where God's calling you to stay put, and cut away worthless physicians. Eliphaz, his theology is wrong. All that sounds good, but he's like, hey, you stretch out your hand, you save yourself. Eliphaz needs to know that pain is a part of life. Sometimes you can't pray it away. You cannot fast it away. You cannot rebuke it away. And God will use pain to get your attention, to show you what's best for you. As I've been praying for the church this week, some of you, the doors have closed all around you. And that's pain. And God has a purpose in that. For some of you, your relationships are falling apart. And it's painful. And God has a purpose in that. For some of you, you're on the verge of losing a loved one. And I'm so sorry. I can only imagine how painful that is. I gotta go slow with this. But even in that, God has a purpose. Even in that, God has a purpose. And I want to challenge you, church, to get real with your pain. And don't waste it. Do not waste your pain. If God is using the pain to get your attention, to pay closer attention to Him, to pay closer attention to what He's trying to show you, what He's trying to do, what He wants to teach you, learn it. Put everything else on hold and pay attention to what God is trying to tell you. God oftentimes used pain to draw us closer to Him. I told you about Buddha earlier. I've always been fascinated with Buddha because he existed in the time around, you know, or in Abraham's time, which is kind of crazy. And, and he had genuine questions that I've had. The pain of suffering, the, the question of suffering and pain and death in old age and sickness. We're living in, in, in a country where Buddhism is very attractive right now. And it's because they're able to identify with a confused man because they themselves are confused. And if we as Christians don't expand our understanding of God quickly, that even in your circumstance that's bad, God is still good, you become nothing more than a Buddhist. Because Buddha, actually, one of his teachings is, pain is not a problem, but it's a part of life. Except he goes on to say that you need to renounce the world to escape pain and suffering. But I'm telling you what Jesus says, in the world you will have tribulation, but you take heart because he has overcome the world. We have someone greater than Buddha. We have someone greater than an intellectual person who can try to help you ease your pain. We have someone greater than good works that can save you. We have Jesus. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014, Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 